Russian cyber warfare, malicious crime and a major incident at a local school. All of these things could make headlines, and they did. But for Matt Palmer, it's just another day at the office. The growing danger of an online attack is closely watched by Mr Palmer and the rest of the cyber emergency response team. It's a huge remit because anyone could be a target. Mr. Palmer is hopeful the island will improve its digital defences and stay on guard against what's a very real problem in today's world. He joins me, James Yearn, on the Bailiwick News Pod to discuss the recent attacks and keeping out the criminals. I began by asking him just how serious the threat is. Well, the threat's very serious at the moment. It's not the Russian cyber threat is definitely not the only one out there, but it is a material issue. So, with the war in in, in Ukraine, we've seen a number of attacks from from Russia against Ukrainian and European infrastructure. Things like Viasat, which took out European satellite networks, and of course, going back previously, attacks that have taken out uh, healthcare services and, and others in the UK and elsewhere. So, it's definitely serious. But we also have added to that threats from organised crime groups. So a lot of this we see at the moment, things like ransomware attacks, which are designed to extract money. So basically, you know, it's a shakedown. You have no access to your computer systems, and you need to pay them um, to get them back, is, is, is their argument. So you've got organised crime. That's becoming a lot more organised, very, very serious. There is a whole economy out there now as well. And of course, some other countries as well, looking for things like intellectual property, or, or maybe just not aligned with uh, you know the priorities that we have. So Russia's not the only one, but they are quite significant. Yes, and that is something that we've seen in Jersey recently. Delacell, we know, dealt with the ransomware incident. Uh, how much can you say about that, and how do you class ransomware incidents? Well, I can say that we have been working with a local school. We've had a ransomware issue recently, and we've been working with them to ensure that they can restore their systems and provide the the service that, uh, that you know their students their students want. And we'll do that for, for you know for local bodies that that need that support. That that's the role that we're here to to, to play. Ransomware itself, it can be very, very distressing when it happens to you because it takes all of your systems out. You've got no data, no access. You can't do your job. It's, it's, it can be very, very hard. So what happens is usually you suddenly notice that you've lost access to your computer systems and then you get a demand that's asking you for money, usually in Bitcoin, um, which is going to confuse most people, frankly. I mean, it still is. Um, and what we're really trying to encourage people to do is be in a situation where you know that may happen. It could happen to anyone have good controls in place but if that happens to you please don't pay the ransom please instead contact cert and we can help you to work through that incident and resolve it now what sort of figures are we talking about realistically for a a ransomware demand i mean you you mentioned bitcoin there but in terms of an actual monetary value what are we looking at well, unfortunately, it can be quite significant. So some of these demands, and you can actually you can look at them on the dark web, they're, 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 they're literally as a retail service. You, you can just read about the ones that have happened recently because the cyber criminal groups published the, the attacks that they've done. They might be something like one Bitcoin, which depending on the state of cryptocurrency could be anything from sort of ten to $50,000 um, at, at a low end. 
but also up to the hundreds of millions that are high-end. So some organisations that are critical infrastructure that are global or national in their remit can find that they have very, very significant um, ransoms requested. Um, of course, you know, organisations have to set that against the cost of recovery. Some organisations do choose to, to, to pay these ransoms. Globally, nearly two-thirds of people actually pay the ransoms. And all I would say there is very difficult to justify paying a ransom to a, to, to, to a criminal group. And what very often happens is they don't necessarily get the data back and they don't you know, get that data protected because, of course, it's already out there. So paying the ransom is very rarely the solution. It's also actually quite expensive. And if you have a choice as to how to spend that money, definitely better spending it improving your systems up front and not having the ransomware attack yeah, than giving it to criminals afterwards. Aside from the incident we've just mentioned, how many attacks have we seen in Jersey and how at risk is the island? Well, one of the challenges we have is that I can't give you a specific number on that because not everybody tells us about the attacks that take place. So we learn about some attacks because people tell us. We know about others because we can see them taking place online. And there are others that we hear about informally or, or, or that we don't know about at all. So putting a specific number on it is quite hard. What I can tell you is that these are not occasional things. You know, these are a weekly, daily occurrence ranging from very small level, um, you know, even attacks and compromises to much more significant ones. So some of the things I mentioned, ransomware. But we've also seen organisations dealing with phishing emails attempting to gain access to, to data and systems. We've seen them used as part of a botnet. A botnet is where your computer is taken over by a criminal group in order to attack others. So you think you're sat there using Microsoft Word or Excel or sending an email, and actually under the scenes, your computer is actually helping a you know, Russian cybercrime gang or whoever else it is, groups such as, as Conti we had recently, um, who aren't Russian, um, to attack others. You know, that's a very uncomfortable position to be in. So having the right controls in place to prevent against that sort of stuff is really important. And linking back to the Russian threat, are we able to tell if these attacks that have taken place are linked to Russian criminals or indeed the state? Well, that that bit's called attribution, and it's one of the thorniest issues in cybersecurity and sometimes takes years. So, for example, a lot of the attacks that happened in 2017, you may have heard of things like NotPetya that took out the NHS, uh, large global companies such as Maersk, were informally attributed to... Uh, that, that one was informally attributed to Russia at the time, but it's been several years, really, before the global community has said for certain, you know, this, this is where these attacks are coming from. Even when you know where an attack's coming from, that's not necessarily the full truth. Of course, you can spoof, you can fake where you're attacking from. And, you know, if you're sensible, you will try and hide your origins. So working out who's coming from where is, is sometimes very difficult because you have servers in various jurisdictions. So what I can tell you is that some of the jurisdictions that we see high levels of attack coming from are countries like Russia, or, you know, Eastern Europe, countries that, that, that we wouldn't normally normally work with. So that sort of traffic, if you're getting lots of it in your network, is definitely something to look at. But it doesn't mean that it's necessarily coming from there. And so at this stage, we can't say for certain then that we have or haven't been attacked uh, by Russia. We're attacked by people from all sorts of countries all of the time, and that includes people who are based in Russia. What I can't tell you is necessarily who that individual is. So is it an individual hacker in a bedroom? Is it organised crime? Is it a nation-state threat? That bit is the bit that's really difficult. But I can tell you for certain that we have had a number of attacks from 
organised crane groups based in Russia and that part of the world over the course of the last 12 months, a number of them. And we always will have a number of them. This is not going to go away, it is going to continue. So what we have to be able to do is to defend effectively against it. And part of that means assuming that we might be breached and say, okay, well, let's assume that, make sure we have the right controls in place. If it happens to us, actually we can recover. So rather than it being a complete disaster, it's something that we can manage as a business, as an organisation. And in terms of certs, role, walk me through what happens when a cyber attack takes place, whether it be ransomware or something more severe. I know there's obviously the one to five system, if you can explain that. Yeah, so when we receive a notification of, atta- of an attack or when we find out about one through our own monitoring, the first thing we'll do is something called triage, which is exactly the same as would happen in a hospital. If you go into A&E, they don't treat you in the order in which the patient arrives, they treat you in the order of severity. You wouldn't want to come in with a cut and be prioritised over someone having a heart attack or a car accident. So we have to do the same with cybersecurity. We have to say, how important is this? And what's the potential impact on the individual on the island or or even in some cases globally? So we have a system where we rate all the incidents that we receive, much as they would triage in a hospital or, or, or on a 999 call or anything like that, where you know a bottom-level incident, say a number five, is something that might affect me or you. Maybe, me or you, maybe we've been compromised, maybe we've had a, a phishing email, maybe we're concerned, but there's no sign of wider impact. And this then goes up in the scale. So you get a, a, a three would be a significant incident on an organisation where maybe their systems are unavailable, services unavailable, they can't deliver you know what they're meant to be delivering and and, and they need some help um, once you get up to a two and a one that's really talking about having a significant incident impact on public services generally it's the sort of thing where we might start thinking about do we need a wider response like the CTAC and coordination groups and so on from government it takes you all the way up to a one which is you know the one is crisis level if we get to one it's very much all hands on board and we do have a special category at the top which is a one star what that means is it's still a one for us, but it's having a global impact or an impact, say, across the UK or Europe. So we would end up playing a very secondary role there. Yeah, we would end up dealing with the consequences in Jersey, but the likes of NCSC in the UK would almost certainly be running that sort of incident. And since it was formed, what's the highest level that we've seen in Jersey? Well, the highest level we've seen is a three. We've had a number that have hit that sort of level, so it's having a significant impact on organisation, organisations, or large groups of individuals. We've not seen twos and ones, but what we have had, of course, is the war in Ukraine, where at any moment that could go from threes and fours to a, to, to a one star very quickly. Because as soon as we had something that was, say, a nation-state type level issue, or something like Not Petya in 2017, that would suddenly end up being managed as a global issue. So that's the risk. The risk is that at any moment you can end up with something that is is much more significant. Um, But really, you want as few of those as is humanly possible. Certainly. And CERT, I believe, has legislation it's hoping to achieve, and there's a review out at the moment. What can you say about that? That's right. So when we were established, we were established as a team within the government of Jersey. Um, But of course, that poses a number of conflicts for us in how we process information, how we secure information, and how we interrogate and look at computer systems. So the proposal is to establish CERT as an arm's length body. 
um, we'd have a you know governments around us and still be politically accountable to, to to ministers for the service that we deliver, but then we'd be able to be arm's length from regulators, from law enforcement, from the government. We'd be able to be a proper critical friend to people. They'd be able to trust us with their information, know that we would handle it independently, and other certs around the world will also know that we had that separation from central government, that separation from regulators and law enforcement. So they'd be able to trust us too. A large amount of cyber defence is based on and a surprising amount of it's actually informal. Um, and so building those networks and that connectivity is the number one way we know what's likely to impact Jersey and be one step ahead of the cyber criminal. Excellent. And when could we potentially see that go through? Well, we're consulting on it at the moment, and we've chosen to consult before writing the law so that we have a genuine genuine opportunity to input before we send it to the law drafters and turn it into law. So we're really keen to have those impacts because we know, you know, this is this is complex stuff and you know we know it's important to get it right for the island. Subject to all of that, you know, Q1 next year, beginning of 2024, we'd really like to have that law in place. Matt Palmer, Director of the Cyber Emergency Response Team. Thanks for your time. Stay up to date on cyber attacks and other news with Bailiwick Express and our sister publication, The Jersey Evening Post. But for now, from the Bailiwick Express team, thanks for listening. More next week.